Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources on KSL News Radio. Hey, we're on now. Inside Source, Casey Scott. Are we on? Brooke Walker. Well, we've got an exciting guest coming up in a few episodes. It's BJ Stringham, and uh, we're going to talk to him about the great cause that they are doing. And we're just talking shop and getting lost. We are. We're just trying to figure out how to do this radio thing. We've got two. TV lifestyle host trying to step in front of the mic and, and serve this program <laughs> justice. So thanks for bearing along with us. But I have been super inspired by the conversations we've been able to have this afternoon. It's National Suicide Prevention Month. Today is actually National Suicide Prevention Day. And there's a phone number. If you need some help, if you want somebody to listen, there are resources available. And that number is 1-800-273-8255. That's 1-800-273-8255. Joined now by a special guest. Casey, I'll let you make this introduction as you know him better than I. Well, I owe this guy so much and I'll never be able to repay him. Every time I call him, he picks up the phone and is willing to help out. It's Dr. Matt Woolley. He's my co-host on the Project Recovery podcast and uh, he's I consider him one of my best friends. Dr. Matt, are you there? I'm here. Thanks, how's, Casey. How's that for an introduction, Dr. Woolley? That's that fantastic. Amazing. I'll have to buy you lunch. Well, you haven't bought me lunch yet, but uh, I'm just going to chalk it up on the board. Hey, tell us about your background. I know your background, but you're a clinical licensed psychologist? I am. I'm a clinical psychologist, um, and uh, I'm an, a professor in the Department of Psychiatry at the University of Utah, and most most importantly, I'm your co-host, Casey. There you go. That's the resume line that we celebrate. And I work, I work primarily with kids and adolescents, and so this topic of uh, suicide and, and in the state of Utah is near and dear to my heart because it's something that I think I talk on some level about every single day with my clients. Yeah, huge topic right now and one that thankfully we're talking about a little bit more. In our last segment, we, we chatted with Christy Jones about the need for you know resources for everybody of all ages, but certainly as you emphasized, uh, the teen population is a vulnerable one here in our community. What are some standout themes of concern that you hear from your clients in your practice or that are that are on your mind personally as it relates to the teen community right now? Well, one of the biggest concerns is the dramatic increase in suicide rates in the state of Utah over the last uh, decade, and it's one of the highest increases in the in the country, and unfortunately, skyrockets our state up into the top five states for suicides in in our youth population. Um, one of the concerns that parents and teachers and others might want to look out for are dramatic changes in your child's behavior, uh, becoming quiet and withdrawn, which is sometimes kind of hard to judge for a teen. <laughs> so 
that's fairly normal. But if yeah, that's every teen, teen isn't it, Matt? I mean, in their bedroom, well, door shut, music on. But but the change in behavior. So if they're more withdrawn or more sure. isolated than typical, that would be something to con- be concerned about. And state statements of hopelessness. Mm-hmm. A lot of times, uh, of course, any parent or teacher's ears would prick up if they heard a suicidal statement. But really what's more common are hopeless statements, saying that things won't ever work out or there's nothing I do matters. Those sorts of statements are precursors to suicidal thinking and behavior, and there that's where we want to intervene. You know, Dr. Matt, on the podcast, we've had uh, guests who have talked about uh, thoughts of suicide as young as uh, elementary school. And uh, you said something that really uh, piqued my, my interest and made me think that, you know, I mean, I'm not... I'm going to tell you, I have thought of, you know, suicide. I've never, I mean, the thought has popped into my head. And, and, and I think that's fairly normal, is it not? Um, to some degree, yes, it is. I mean, I think that especially when, when a person's younger, but any time even in adult life when we hit periods of time where we're very stressed, when we feel alone, when we're not sure what our resources or options are, feeling like we want to escape is very common. Maybe and that's so that a, is, yeah. Maybe that's a better yeah, way. Is, escape can turn into dramatic thoughts of escape, which would ultimately be suicide. And so many, many people think about it. Very few people actually talk about it. And that's really where we can intervene as adults is trying to get that conversation going. Casey's been so gracious today. He's already picking up on my on my desire to pinpoint some tangible kind of tools of action and resources. So I, I'd love to elaborate on what you just said, what to say in that moment. Can you give us one thing to say and perhaps one thing not to say to a, a teenage child or grandchild who comes to us in a state of crisis? Yeah, you bet. Um, first of all, for any parent listening out there, If you don't know what to say to your kid about any topic, but especially this one, just start with an empathy statement. Something as simple as, I'm sorry you're feeling that way, or I can tell things are really hard for you, is a great way to keep the door open, the communication going. Start with empathy. The second thing is open-ended questions like, can you tell me more about that? A lot of times as parents or teachers, people in authority with kids, we get so scared to hear those statements, so we kind of want to refute them. But by refuting them, we're invalidating the speaker and shutting down the communication. So please don't do that. Make sure to start with empathy and then say, can you tell me more about what's going on? Tell me what you're thinking. And be a good listener. That will help you as an adult uh, or you know, a spouse of, of another adult or someone hear more of what they're saying and have a better idea of what to do, what sorts of resources, how serious their thinking may be at that time. Dr. Matt, can I stop you there? What if I'm asking those open-ended questions and I'm getting silence or I'm getting stuttering or stammering and this teenager in front of me who actually, you know, put in a bid for my help doesn't quite have the words? How can we help move that conversation along when they aren't necessarily willing or able to express exactly what they're feeling? Yeah, and that that's a great question. Of course, that happens quite often. Um, you may realize that you're in that territory and you may need to find uh, someone else for them to talk to. Now, as parents, it's important not to take that personally. Sometimes kids just have a hard time opening up and telling their parent the the nitty-gritty details of how they're feeling, especially something like this. And so uh, even calling, uh, for example, uh, the University of Utah's Neuropsychiatric Center, UNI, has a mobile crisis line 
or you can call 24-7 and speak to a crisis counselor, even as the parent, who they can advise you, should we bring the kid in for a conversation? The kid doesn't have to stay overnight, uh, or sometimes if things are really dangerous around the home, they can send people out to your home. I've that got number, that number. 801. Yeah, eight. yeah, it's 801 587 3000. Even as a parent, if I'm not the one in crisis, I can reach out through that helpline and yes. get some resources. And what I've found is a lot of times, back to your question, a lot of parents who get stuck and the kid is shutting down, but the parent knows they're in, they're in turmoil, uh, having that kid talk to the crisis worker on the phone or in person can okay. open up all the, all the information that we need to help that child. Okay, super helpful. Hey, Dr. Matt, thank you very much. I'll see you on Thursday when we record another episode of Project Recovery. Oh, there it was. Little plug. Nice to meet you through the airwaves, Dr. Matt. Thank you so much. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Always fun. Once again, the number is 1-800-273-8255. And that's also the number, if you call throughout the state, that goes to uni. A great resource to have on hand. You are listening to uh, guest hosts Casey Scott and Brooke Walker today on Inside Sources. We're going to lighten things up a little bit when we come back and talk about the effort to give back to other members of our community in the most simple but kind way. You're listening to Inside Sources on KSL News Radio. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts.